KMIH Mercer Island, 88.9 The Bridge. Music and conversation that spans generations. It's Joe's Class on 88.9 The Bridge. January 23rd, 2024. I'm going to get the year right this time. From the city of Mercer Island, Washington, a little bedroom community in the middle of Lake Washington, connected by two bridges, one that has a lane closed. Very annoying right now. You are listening to Joe's class, the only high school class where the lessons are taught live on the radio. I am the host, Joe Bryant, and the teacher, but the real stars are the students, and I'm joined this morning by the stars of the junior class, uh, three of our best and brightest award-winning broadcasters, the hosts of Eating Adventures, Haley and Chloe, and Tolly, uh, the uh, person who gives you all kinds of little-known facts on You Didn't Know This. So uh, welcome to Joe's class, and thanks for getting up this morning, guys. Thank you, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. We've got a action-packed hour. we got a lot of stuff to do. First of all... Um, Eating Adventures is one of my favorite shows, and it coincidentally, it, it, it airs at noon on a, uh, Wednesdays, and that's when I'm usually out looking for something to eat. So I listen to you guys almost every day when I'm going going to lunch, and, and you guys just do a great show. Congratulations. How many episodes? Do you know how many episodes you've done? I think about a little more than 60. Wow. So you're, you're getting up there. Uh, this is my fourth episode so, so of Joe's class, so I've got some catching up to do here. You know, the years have gone by really fast because I remember being like a freshman and just starting. And now we're already like on a junior year and almost halfway over. Yes, and it is. Today is the first day of the second semester. So we are literally halfway to summer. Hallelujah. Uh, if this thing was a roller coaster, we've been tick, 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 ticking up to the top. And now we're going to go plunging down to the bottom. And summer will be here before you know it. I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. Um, second semester, it's it's always nice starting out kind of fresh, new classes and such. But uh, I won't lie. I'm a bit stressed with uh new chemistry and stuff so um i'm glad to be starting it off with joe's class thanks for having me you bet and our class is uh and this is our show and then our classes are all year-long classes so there shouldn't be too much change but you will see some change immediately when you guys go to the classroom today natalie and i have made a few little adjustments in there to uh just to keep things uh, keep keep us on our toes. So that will be uh, in the eight o'clock hour when we actually go to school. But right now we've got lots of things to entertain you with. Uh, I want to talk about some of the places to eat on Mercer Island because you guys are the experts. And and there's one in particular I want to feature because I know they could use the business. We'll tell you about that. And another thing we're going to do is you guys all three. I hope you like apples. Do you like apples? Yes. Okay. I love, I love apples. apples. Well, if you look over here, I have a nice selection of seven different varieties of apples. I'm a little confused about apples uh, myself because when I was your guy's age, basically we had two, maybe three apples. We had a red one, we had a, a green one, and some places maybe a yellow one or something. There were, there were not a lot to choose from. Now there are so many brands, uh, Super Sugar Crisp. It's almost like breakfast cereals, you know. They all have these uh, really 
chiseling names. And, and I'm wondering, you know, what's the difference in these apples or is there any difference? So I've selected seven and we're going to try them and, and get your guys' view. Now, Tolly, you said you know the best apple, bar none, the one you love the most. I do, Joe. Um, listen, so just a bit of backstory. My uh, dad grew up in the Soviet Union, and as such, there wasn't always a lot of fruit. So uh, you can mark my words that our house is always stocked to the brim with all sorts of delicious various fruits. And that means that I've gotten a lot of experience working with apples. I make apple sauce. We preserve apples. We do all sorts of things with them. And honestly, it's just been an amazing experience. And that also means that I know what the best apple is. And uh, would you like me to reveal it right yes, now? Yes, and I, I'm going to tell you, I only have seven varieties. We may have to do a Battle of the Apples, too, because I could have bought at least seven more. There's Bring a... me back on. I'll, I'll gladly talk. But, but um, Tell me what your favorite is. Listen, my favorite is the Pink Pearl Apple, and here's why. It's a smallish apple. It's uh, got nice, light, light green skin, and the inside is very, very pink. It's, it's an interesting-looking apple, and they're kind of rare up here, but when you do get them... Uh, we get a lot of them because they have a very nice perfuming scent as well as a very flavorful taste. It's kind of like it's not only that like sweet apple taste. You also get a bit of a sour kind of citrus tangs, even though there's no citrus in there. So it's it's a really nice blend of like sweet and a little bit of sour and uh, hands down my favorite apple. OK, you're hired, so, Tolly. Unfortunately, I'm going to disclose I don't have the pink pearl, but I, you got me wanting to go look for one. You make that apple sound so good. Uh, you ever see one in the store? Get a couple. Well, you, you won't regret it. Well, we may have to do this again because I've only got seven and one is not the pink pearl. Do either one of you two have are you brand loyal to any apple? Is there one that jumps out at you? I always get the honey crisp because for me it's like always like sweet and like crunchy unlike other apples because sometimes they can be like softer and like bland so I always reach for the honey crisp. Okay. Chloe, you got one? I really like the cosmic crisp. I think it's really similar to the honey crisp but um a unique texture. It's got a really great crunch. Um, and it's super sweet. Well, I will give you a hint. At least one of those two apples will be featured this morning. So, so we will see uh, if you guys can pick your pick your favorites or see. And, and this is going to be kind of a blind taste test. Uh, we've got lots more uh, coming up. It's a lot of stuff in the news. The New Hampshire Republican primary is today. Uh, the Academy Award nominees were just released within the last hour. We can tell you who was nominated uh, for Best Picture. And got a new feature from an intro student. Uh, he sent it to me. Luke LaSalle uh, is doing something called uh, the Aviation Station. And I thought it was really good. And uh, being an aviation town, I think it's great if we have a regular weekly feature about aviation. So uh, we'll give Luke's uh, very first episode of his feature a spin uh, a little bit later. And totally, is, this is his only day at school. He's going to a very prestigious event later this week and a little bit later in the show. We will tell you about that and we'll ask Tolly. Uh, what he's got going. But right now, what, what Tolly does have going is, is the actual news. Let's see what's going on in the world, and then uh, we'll take it from there. All righty. Thank you, Joe. And once again, let's remind you, you are listening to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. I am Tolly Odievich with your news headlines for today. Now, the primary elections are kicking off in New Hampshire with Nikki Haley running against former President Donald Trump, who are the only two remaining candidates for the Republican nomination, as Ron DeSantis, the current governor of Florida, stepped down. DeSantis was seen as the candidate who was most likely to dethrone Donald Trump for the party nominee. 
This race is most likely Haley's last and best chance to prevent Trump from securing the nomination. And in Ukraine, the situation is grim, unfortunately, as Congress debates at home and grows increasingly divided with the upcoming presidential election. U.S. supplies are growing scarce in areas where fighting is high. This danger is exemplified by the possibility of a future presidency that is adverse, uh, is averse to sending supplies and aid to the country. Russia has utilized a new strategy in Ukraine, sending waves and waves of troops to assault the limited Ukrainian forces, suffering heavy casualties. Unfortunately, the war of attrition in Ukraine has only gotten worse. For the third time in less than a week, the U.S. and the U.K. have carried out their eighth strike against Houthi targets in Yemen. This comes after the Iran-backed militant group hit a Greek ship in the Red Sea. This latest U.S. airstrike was intended to take out Houthi launchers and anti-ship missiles. The Biden administration is trying to prevent the Houthis from disrupting crucial shipping lanes that are part of global trade networks, as damage to those areas of commerce would cause tremendous damage to the world commerce platform and the world market, probably leading to shortages and starvation. I am Toli Odievich, and you are listening to your daily KMIH News. Now back to the music and conversation that spans generations. All right. Nicely done, Toli. We'll stick with just the conversation for a minute. Um, back to the New Hampshire primary. None of you guys are old enough to vote yet, but do you do you pay much attention to the political ins and outs in the political season, any, any of you three? I, I definitely do. Uh, it's been an interesting thing. I think the first... Uh, like politics that I really started paying attention to was uh, the uh, 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 well, sorry, Clinton versus Trump uh, presidential uh, debates and stuff. I started watching those, and it was just kind of interesting to start to see the beginning of the like pol- politic uh, political system in America. And yeah, I, I paid attention. Joe when you and, said Clinton, I thought, man, you weren't even born. It's like, no, oh, yeah, no, no, that's no. Right. Hillary. We had, we had another Clinton in there. Yeah, sorry was... about the stutter. No, no, that's kind okay. Of forgot. Don't be sorry. How about uh, Chloe Haley? You guys paying any attention? You know, I try and stay relevant um, with the news, but not much of a politician myself. Um, how about you, Haley? Yeah, same. Like, sometimes as we get, like, closer to the election season in, like, November, my parents will start on, like, CNN. CNN and like I'll watch it um but like yesterday I was like driving we were driving back um from Whistler so it was like a long drive and my dad turned the radio on so I listened to a lot of like what was going on in like New Hampshire with like Nikki Haley and Trump so I know a little bit about that yeah and, and I'm not uh I I follow po- politics for me I used to be a lot more I guess into it and and now as a teacher I stay pretty neutral on everything as far as my public uh you know what I'm talking about politically, uh, but I am. You know, once this football season ends, I need something to watch. So it's kind of like a season. All right, two people are playing against each other. Who's going to win? And I will say, Nikki Haley does bring up a point because speaking of football, uh, I was a big Pete Carroll fan um, and a big Seahawks fan. And, and Pete Carroll, at age 72, it's been decided. He's too old to make decisions that will make him a good leader for a football team. Bill Belichick at 71 has uh, been put out to pasture in New England because he's now too old to uh, be able to effectively lead a football team. Yet, uh, our President Biden is 81 and the former President Trump is 77, but they both are like, I'm good to go on leading the whole free world, you know? So I think I'm not saying who, you know, I would vote for or anything, but I do think that's an interesting 
thing, and uh, this may be the oldest two people that ever run against each other uh, for the rest of time, you know. So yeah. if that even happens, it's still a long way to go, but it is New Hampshire today. I've got a much more uh, pertinent and really important story, and I, I, I didn't, you didn't get this one to in the news, Tolly, but I think this is important information that we need to share before we move on any further. Mm-hmm. Who likes hamburgers or cheeseburgers? Anybody like cheeseburgers? Oh, yeah. I love, I love a good cheeseburger. Would you like a 19-cent cheeseburger? Joe, I don't think there is a 19-cent cheeseburger. I'll just say that. With these prices and this economy, how did – no, not possible. I just say that's just no. Well, today there is a 19-cent cheeseburger. No way. And tomorrow and the next day. And it's Dick's Drive-In, 70th anniversary this week. 70 years oh. of Dick's Drive-In. And they are going to be selling 19-cent burgers and cheeseburgers. You get your pick, 19 cents. Now, uh, listen carefully because they're not at every Dick's every day. Today, Tuesday, January 23rd, you can get 19-cent burgers at the Wallingford, Broadway, and Lake City location. Uh, Wednesday, you can go to the Holman Road Crossroads, so that's the closest if you're on Mercer Island probably, or Federal Way location. And then Thursday, they wrap it up with Edmonds, Queen Anne, and Kent. I'm guessing, I mean, lines at Dick's are pretty long when they're selling them for full price. So I'm guessing there's going to be a line. And there is a one-per-customer-present limit. So if you want to feed your family, you're going to have to take your family and uh, and it's uh, one one burger per actual physical person, but nineteen cents. You can't. There's just nothing you can buy for nineteen cents these days. Aren't yeah, you? yeah, nineteen cents is crazy. You might spend more on gas trying to get there than uh, actually on the burger, which I find is interesting. But Joe, I'm curious, why nineteen cents? Is it because those were the uh, like first price when Dick's first opened that, and such? That was the first price, and they were so committed to that price. If you look at the early signs uh, that Dick's put up, like. Like at their first location, the biggest thing on the sign was 19 cents, and it was a big neon sign. So it's like they spent good money to build this neon sign. They weren't planning on raising their prices, you know, in a year or something. They had them 19 cents for a long time. And uh, Dick's is a heck of a value, and uh, that makes it even more of a value. And I wish we had a Dick's on Mercer Island. We don't, but we do have lots of good food places. And, and I want to check in with uh, where, uh, especially you, uh, uh, Haley and Chloe, where have you guys been eating lately? What kind of uh, reviews have you been doing on eating adventures? And specifically, is there stuff on Mercer Island that we should know about? Well, on Mercer Island, there's like the classic like Santa Cafe and like there's the Vietnamese place that you recommended to us that's always really good. Um Pagliacci, Vivian's. Yeah. Um Mio Posto, one of my favorites. You know, I, I ate at the uh, the Vietnamese place last night. Um the uh, uh the I just call it Mercer Island Thaw. I'm not sure what it's called, but it sure is good. It's it's down there by in the same area as Rite Aid and Pagliacci and I think their fried rice is the best fried rice. Period. I mean, just there's special fried rice. I haven't I haven't had it much better than that. Uh, now the I I thought about the Samo Cafe. I've never eaten there, and it, it, one thing it kind of looks kind of kind of healthy, which I guess I shouldn't avoid, but it looks super fresh and healthy. Is that what what they got going in there? Yes, it is. Like definitely the prices are higher because it's like more like fresh foods like avocado toast 
like smoothie bowls, smoothies. But it's like good if you want like something like fresh because I feel like at home it's like a lot of work making like healthy food because you have to like go buy the ingredients. So sometimes if I don't have any at home, I'll just like stop by and like get a smoothie or something. What is uh, everybody's thoughts on? Um, I actually have a couple of restaurants that I'd like to uh, ask you guys about. There's uh, Sushi Joa and the new um, Poke Place. Have you have you guys had a chance to stop by there and uh, try it out? I personally haven't been to the poke place, but um, I used to go to Sushi Joa. This is kind of embarrassing to say, but like once a week, um, it would be my favorite restaurant. But I think their prices went up, so They're, they did. Um, unfortunately, my dinner was uh, quite expensive the other night. It's it's tough business right now. I mean, I I understand that uh, you know we don't want to pay any more than we want to pay, but it is a really tough business. I haven't been to either one of those uh, myself yet, Tolly. How about you, Haley? Have you been to the sushi or the pokey? I've been to poke, pokey, but I've been to Sushi Joe a couple of times. And it's, like, nice that you have, like, a sushi restaurant on Mercer Island because it's, like, you have to go to Bellevue if you want to go to another one. So it's nice that it's, like, on Mercer Island. I've been to the South End, and I don't know if I'd call it a sushi restaurant, but there's a uh, there's a Japanese restaurant on the South End that the udon noodles are just amazing. The udon soup and stuff, and it's down there. And the Mexican restaurant is another one of my favorites down there. The uh, I don't know names that well. I'm I'm realizing about Mercer Island restaurants. I just yeah. know oh that fall place next to Rite Aid. Oh that Mexican place. Well, that's because there's not a particular like there's not a lot of them. It's just like the only thing we have multiple of like to some extent it's pizza and i know that's a contentious topic if you want to get into that uh if you don't that makes complete sense but like it just kind of shocks me sometimes that we have uh f- like what let's see we've got Pagliacci's wood fire we got sahara do we have a za pizza i forget what they're called how, how many pizza places do we have I on think the we have four four we have mio posto oh yes mio, po- mio posto so that makes four pizza places to Zero ice cream shops, which kind of upsets me, but you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. And every one funny. of the pizza places is good. That's a, that's one thing I got to say. You can't go wrong. Mia Posa, that pepperoni pizza with the honey drizzled on top, amazing. That's my favorite. Oh, isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's good. But Pagliazzi, I mean, that's a standard bear. That's one of the great. Uh, Seattle, just like Dick's Hamburgers. It's an institution, and, and it's awesome. Sahara Pizza, uh, you know, I've never had a pizza I didn't like from there when I've ordered. And then the guy with the truck, the little wood-fired pizza truck. I mean, that's yeah. good I stuff, will, too. I will say, I am trapped in a family. I mean, as much as if my family is listening, I did ask them to tune in. Uh, as much as it is nice eating Pagliacci pizza when we like pizza, uh, everybody likes Pagliacci in my house. Uh, and my mom doesn't particularly like wood fire because it doesn't have as crunchy of a crust. However, I think wood fire is the best pizza on the island because of like the thinnish, thin-ish crust and the uh, gratuitous amount of like the kind of cheese that's like a little stringy but also a little chewy, and it's just kind of nice. I like wood fire. Yet I'm trapped in a family that only eats Pagliacci, so I'm always just eating Pagliacci, and I cannot live in true happiness until I finally have wood-fired pizza. Oh, well, if somebody sticks Pagliacci in front of me every day, I can live in true happiness. You know what? P- sounds, Pagliacci is good, though. I'll, I'll say good. that. It's well, I, I sense that we're going to have to have a battle of the Mercer Island pizzas, but we're going to need to do an afternoon show for that because I don't think anybody's going to be making us pizza uh, at 7 in the morning. The one There is one restaurant I want to mention, and none of us have mentioned it, and I think that's a fundamental problem. They've They've even said... 
they have a problem. It's one of the newest restaurants to come to the island. I think it's awesome. But they went on uh, the local next door and said, uh, we got to level with you. Uh, we're not making it, and we really need some more business. So they're changing up their hours. They're now doing breakfast and lunch. Before, they were doing lunch and dinner, and it's a sandwich shop. And you got to kind of be looking for it. It's uh, You could drive right by it, it without seeing it. it it's uh, The signage isn't like jumping right out at you, but you guys heard of the Valhalla, Valhalla sandwich shop? Yes, no I way. Have. I just know homegrown. There's a we have another sandwich shop on the island? Yes, mm-hmm. and it's really good. Homegrown's great as well. But this Valhalla sandwich shop, have you two tried that yet? I haven't. I've been there once. Okay. I'm sprinting to Google Maps right now. i got to figure out where this is. Well, I think Eating Adventures needs to go in and, and interview these guys. They they could use the business. They're, they're very uh, upfront about that. And they make some truly... Uh, uh, just a real variety, a lot of different kinds of sandwiches and unique sandwiches. I had one, I forgot what it was called. It was like the 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 Dirty General or some, some It was a strange name, but it tasted a lot better than it sounded. It had pulled pork and ham and bacon, uh, you know, and a, a cheese. And, I mean, if you like pork, it was a good one. But uh, I recommend Valhalla sandwiches, uh, and I'm just that's a, that's a free plug. We are a non-commercial station. None of these none of these people are sponsors, and uh, they're all just local businesses that we love to patronize. And, and and if they want to listen to us, I think that's even better. Maybe we need to have some kind of listening campaign in oh the restaurants. Goodness. Go to the local restaurants and say, you know, listen at seven o'clock because we're going to review or listen at noon, eating adventures, do a different restaurant every week. Yeah, I'll tell you, I completely missed this. It was, this is like maybe a five minute walk away from my house. I think next time uh, I'll be back, I I need to go uh, stop by and get a sandwich for myself. It's five star rated on Yelp. Like I said, not an ad, but but a, a really tasty sandwich. And you mentioned prices. I was surprised that that sandwich I bought was I think it was eleven or twelve dollars. I mean, which yeah. it used to, Same. two years ago I would go. I'm paying ten dollars for a sandwich now. It's like I'm only paying ten dollars for a sandwich. It's like, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's not bad. Well, what I want to talk next is apples. Let, let's move on to apples because uh, I've I'm a little confused uh, about apples these days. I went in to buy some for a, a class meeting, and there's just so many to choose from, and I've I've got. Uh, and we should probably take a picture of this. I've got seven different varieties of apples. Most of them are red. There is one that's kind of golden color, and we're gonna we're gonna taste these one at a time. And I want to get your guys' uh, opinions. I am gonna do this. My wife insisted in a very sanitary manner. I have uh, sterile gloves even, and I wash my hands twice. The apples have been washed. Everything has been washed. So I think I'll play a song in honor of uh, nineteen cent cheeseburgers. Uh, at Dick's Drive-In, and then when we come back, do you guys want to get into the Battle of the Apples? You want to yes. taste a little apple and see what it tastes like? Yes, mm-hmm. we right. excited. Well, I'm curious to see which apple comes out on top. We've got seven different varieties. They are all Washington apples. No New Zealand apples, no Chilean apples, no South American apples of any kind. These are Washington apples, and we are going to taste them as soon as we come back. But first, here's Jimmy Buffett.
726 889 The Bridge. You're listening to Joe's class, the only high school class where the lessons are taught live on the radio. My name is Joe Bryant. I'm the teacher. And right now I'm, I'm trying to learn how to put on sterile gloves that my wife gave me. I don't think I'm doing it quite right, but I'm going to get it close enough because I'm going to cut some apples. And I want to make sure that I'm doing it in a food service uh, authorized kind of way. Uh, the deal is there are so many different apples to choose from that I am confused. And some of them, uh, I'm not going to tell you which ones cost which, but some cost quite a bit more than others. And I think maybe you're paying a little bit for the marketing and the fancy name. So we're going to try seven different varieties of apples, and uh, we're going to see which ones you think are the best, okay? And we've got Chloe and Haley and Tolly here. This is apple number one. It's kind of a... A bigger, redder sort of apple. I've got a cool apple slicer. You guys ever seen one of these? Oh, yeah, those, those are great. Okay, so we're going to go for a quick bust that there apple. There we go. Yeah. I'll tell you, has anyone, uh, does anyone of you guys have one of those uh, apple swirl makers that you like put the apple on the cog and you spin oh, it around and no, it makes I like don't. those spirals? Listen, get yourself one because they are the most like enjoyable way to eat apples, and I will not accept any questions saying otherwise. Okay, apple number one. Go ahead and have a piece, Tolly. Once you come over here. All right, yeah, here. I'll be down in the sec to pick up an apple. Tolly's in the the newsroom over there. We got to get him a piece. This one's so you guys uh, super juicy. It looks. I don't know. It looks like an apple. It, it does look like an apple. It is an apple. Let's see how it tastes. Wait. Mmm. This is a delectable apple. That's pretty good. It's decent enough, I'd say, yeah. It's got a nice crunch to it. However, I am worried about this aftertaste. Uh the I'm getting a slight Mm, bitter aftertaste. If if we're if we're really going connoisseur here, I'm gonna say that this apple apple number one right here is Seven out of ten. It's got a nice first flavor, but its aftertaste is a little worrying. Okay, well make notes because I want your guys' top three when we're done. I'll give it a, I think I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10, too. Does that sound about right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Well, here comes apple number two. I'm going to keep them rolling here. Oh, i got to figure out how to do my get rid of my cores. Kind of poke them out of there. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, those circular apple cutters are really efficient, but sometimes they don't get the entire core. Yeah, and, and that may be it. So you guys be careful here. All right, apple number two. Here we go. Crunch it into it. Oh, it's a crunchy one, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a nice sound there. There's a lot of seeds in this apple. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it definitely looks a lot seedier than the last apple. Mm. Maybe we can grow our own um, KMIH apple tree. Oh, that would be cool. We could put one out there in the courtyard and see what happens. You know, that uh, area outside our classroom is just kind of an area where not much happens. Maybe we need to put an apple tree. You know, I think that'd be amazing if we could, like, figure out a way to grow, like, you know, fruit-bearing trees. All right, come on over, Tolly. we'll be there. Apple number two. It looks like the other one, not going to lie. No, no, no. I think this one looks prettier. Um, The skin is, like, a deeper red. It's got more um, patterns. I I think it's less, um, actually, we'll see. This one seems softer to me. Yeah. Other one's much better. Yeah, this is like this is like a five out of ten. Yeah, no, this one's um this is this one falls into the, the fallacy of the bad apple, as I like to call it, as you can have <laughs> decent flavor. Because, like you you all I think we can all agree this apple has a good 
mild flavor. You could snack on this if it were crunchy. And the apples that are, like, nice flavor but bad, like, crunch and texture, I just cannot get behind. And I think apple crunch is very important. Yeah, that one. kind of soggy. I I agree. That one was a little soft. And who knows? I might have picked a bad apple. Maybe it's not a great representation of its brand. But uh, apple number two, I would definitely say inferior to number one. Let's move on to number three. Let's crush this baby down. Yeah, I'd, I'd give that one a five out of ten. Okay. Well, you guys track your scores. We're going to find out at least for this round what the champion Washington Apple is, and I can already tell we may have to we may have to do more research because it sounds like you guys are uh, got brands that I haven't even heard of. Before. If we do this again, I'll bring you a, uh, I'll bring in a pink pearl. They're kind of small, but you know, we, there's probably enough to go I feel around. Like this is a Honeycrisp. Okay. All right, I'll be right down. This is my yep. guess. I don't know, but the shape is different. No, it looks like a Honeycrisp. Hmm. It is a. It's a step up from uh, apple yeah. number two. This is a hundred percent honey crisp. You can write that down. Okay. So you yes. say this is your honey crisp. Okay. Wait, actually, just say honey crisp maybe because like I feel like it's like. I'll tell you. I think this is either a cosmic crisp or a honey crisp because uh, I think it's got a like mild flavor and good crisp. This, this is the best one, one yet. I think it's a honey crisp. I think number one mm-hmm. was a cosmic crisp. No, but you said he only had one. You said he didn't have. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I think, and, and I and don't quote me on that. I may, I may not. I don't know exactly what I have, but I do know I have one of the crisps. I'll tell you. I um, whichever one is the worst. I'm just gonna say this up front, and uh, no disrespect to Red Delicious Farmers, but Red Delicious apples are neither delicious. Yeah, they are red, but they are nowhere near delicious. Uh, red delicious apples are the worst apples, and you can fight me on that one. Well, we we might have a chance to fight you because we're going to probably taste one of those before we're done. But this what is definitely this, this is definitely not a red delicious. This is my 8.5, I'd say. Okay, here comes I number four. I think it's a I think it's worse. You guys keep keep tabs. This one is worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apple 3 was an 8.5. <laughs> number First, 1 is by far the best. Really? really? I didn't like the aftertaste on number one. Maybe you just guys, you just have a bad apple. It could be um the wax on the. the By the way, we are all eating the same apple. I'm slicing these with a slicer, and yes, I'm doing them. I thought, believe me, I put probably more thought into this than I should have. Last night, it's like, should I slice the apples and have them in a bag? (laughs) Should I, you know? And it's like, no, we want them fresh. We want them. Yeah, we don't want them. Yeah, we want them right off the slicer. Quick apple tip for you for those uh, who want to. Have a sliced apple, like put in, put it in a lunch or something, uh, but don't want them to go brown. There's a few different methods you do, but uh, my main one that doesn't really disrupt the flavor too much is just put a just the smallest amount of lemon juice on exactly. top, and it pre- preserves it. All so, right, totally. Apple get, tip. Get over here. We got I'll be down. Four. All this right. one's the mini yellow one. Yes, and yes. this one is the only apple that is not red. I uh, it's full disclosure. I was gonna get a, a Granny Smith, but it's like ah, we all know what Granny Smith tastes like, and it would be too obvious because it's uh-huh. a big green apple. But this is a this is more of a golden color apple. Oh yeah, this, this is actually surprising. Good. This apple brings back memories for me because I don't. While I don't know its name, uh, we always had these apples. These were the very common apples that we would get because everybody liked them because they were. Uh, they had a very standard flavor, which is good, no bad aftertaste, and good crunch, and they were small, so you could put them in a lunch and stuff. So, this is a good apple. I'd say this is my 8 out of 10. This They're one, very crunchy. This one is a little smaller and, and definitely lighter in color. 
Everybody agrees that's a pretty good apple? I think that's a great apple. I think the skin on this one is a little thick, though. Yeah, it is. The skin? Yeah. Mm, I never thought about that. You know, I used to love it when my mom peeled apples to make like a pie or something, and I would sit there and eat the skin. I oh, would, the skins are delicious. I love the skin. People who don't like the skins are... Um, they're, they, let's they not worry start generalizing. But I'm not going to generalize. Okay, yeah. yes, yes. Let's not start uh, slamming people for I just their... like the skins. Yeah. It's just, you well, know. Well, that's fine, but that doesn't mean people that don't are inferior. It's just I'm not, no, I'm, it's just, they, they're confusing. All right. Okay, let's move on. We've still got three apples to go, and we've uh, we got to actually do a, a class here uh, in a little bit. Okay, this is apple number five. Apple number five. I'll go pick up apple number five. Yep, it's a big one. Let's get sliced here. It's one of the bigger apples that I've chosen. Oh, a, oh man, this one's giving me a fight. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Sometimes I don't like it when the apple's too big and it doesn't work. Like yeah. Cutter. Yeah, this one is almost bigger than the cutter. Let's see if that's going to equal some, some flavor. Okay, see what you think. Mmm. Mm, this one's super crunchy. Haley, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, this one's good. I feel like the flavor isn't as strong, but the crunch yeah. is there. It but doesn't you, taste like Honeycrisp. You don't always need the flavor, though. It's I think sometimes an apple can make <laughs> up for a mediocre flavor with just good crisp. And I'd say, um... Has anybody here, and I assume we're all Washingtonians, so I assume you have, um, have you guys picked apples just from a nice, some, like, rural orchard? Ever picked apples, anybody? I don't think so. No? <laughs> I picked apples right from, yeah, my apple tree, went, where, not where I live now, but I used to have an apple tree, and I used to pick them quite a bit. We've yeah. got a crabapple neighbor, or neighborhood tree that we... Sometimes go to, but the apples aren't really for eating. I went uh, picking Akani's this year because uh, my family makes applesauce. We do a lot of preserving and canning and stuff, various fruits. Well, but this year was applesauce, and the Akani apples are very nice because they've uh, they're really really red yet have like this really nice pinkish flesh. But um, it turned our all of our applesauce pink because of the pigment in the skin. So that was just kind of an interesting thing. This is like your dream segment, Tolly. I like love apples. Apple apples talk. are yes. amazing. You, you, you know a lot about them. Uh, you're, uh, the, you're the Johnny Appleseed of KMIH. You I actually had a, a fun fact show prepared for uh, apples in the history of Honeycrisps. Okay. Okay. It's not fully written yet. All right. Well, let's get in here because we're running out of time and we we got to try all these. Here's number six. Number six. Come on in, Tolly. Get your piece of apple. This one looks kind of dull. It looks ill. It does. No offense oh, no. to the apple. It doesn't look as, as appealing to you, okay? Yes, it's, it's more like a whitish hue. It is. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. And it has a darker red. It's I'm got like a green like... tint to it yeah. on the inside. Let's see I'm what we got here. It's like probably Tolly's like red, red delicious. I'll say this, yeah. I'll <laughs> say this with the most confidence I think I've ever said anything on KMIH in my history here. Oh. This is a red delicious apple if I've ever had one. It's mm, no, two this out of ten. This one is um, Very down, soft. down there. Apple six is sad. Okay, well, I wasn't going to reveal which apple was which, but since you have nailed it, yes, this is the red delicious, <laughs> and apparently it is inferior. Yes, what? historically the red delicious, the red delicious is the reason we have good apples today because it was so bad that people were like, 
Uh, no, let's get a better one well, and started breeding apples. I don't think it's super bad, but I will agree that I've had at least three that I liked better. And the Red Delicious is a fraction of the price of some of these other apples. Oh, they're cheap, and, yeah. And I was hoping you guys would go, man, I love that apple. That's the one I love because that's the cheap one that, you know, has been around forever. But apparently there's a reason that we... Uh, that we went ahead and made some new apple brands because this is the Red Delicious number six. So we've already revealed that. Okay, final apple, apple number seven. And uh, then we're going to tabulate the votes here and see what the, at least for round one, what the best apple in Washington is. I think we've decided it's not the Red Delicious. I will say the one of the prettiest apples is the Red Delicious. The pigmentation on the skin is very, very nice. I like the red color. Oh, man, this one is a really tough one. Oh, there we go. There we go, Joe. Put some muscle in that one. Yeah. All right, let me go pick up an apple. This should be a crisp one just based on the fact that it was not cooperating when I sliced it. Let's find out. We've got a nice apple pile growing. Yes, we've got a lot of extra apples to share with our first period class. If anybody wants a slice of apple, if you're driving in and listening, uh, we'll have some extra. Okay. Yeah, this one's like, I feel like, more circular shape. It's got a nice crunch. Mmm. That is a good apple. More dense. That's nice, though. I like that. I still like number three the best. Hmm. I, I, I'd say number three was really, really good. But this one has, like, a sweeter and less tangy flavor. All of them have been kind of mild, but this one has, like, a sweeter flavor. I'm going to say that's my nine. Um, my only ten is the pink pearl, as I said. But, you know, in terms of our selection here, this is my nine out of ten. Okay. Well, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to play a song. We're going to tabulate the votes. And then I'll come back and I will reveal uh, all the different kinds of apples we're eating. And let's see which one uh, is, is going to be the top apple. And the way you guys do this, just give me your top three. And then we'll see, uh, we'll give like three points for first place, two for second, and one for third. And we'll tabulate the votes, and then we will see who has the uh, top apple, at least of the seven we tried. And I looked for a good song about apples. You know, there aren't any good, anybody know a good song about apples? Uh, uh, maybe mm. a couple campfire tunes that I think I've sung with friends, but no, I don't think there's a single song. It's tough. I mean, God I didn't make little green apples. Or You have a song, yeah, good I song do. about apples? It's not, it's not a true song, but have you ever seen the America's Got Talent? Um, it's this girl singing a song about apple crumble. No, oh. I have not seen that. Um, <laughs> and I don't have that handy, but maybe... It got the golden buzzer, oh. so I think that goes to show how... Oh. oh. Well, I mean, apple crumble sucks. is one of the best things you can make with apples, so, you know, my the wife, only logical train of thought there. Yeah, my I'm wife in. Kelly watches that. She probably is going, don't you know about that apple crumble song? But I didn't, but I do know a great song about peaches. Have you guys ever hear a great song about peaches? Uh, I think I've heard a couple. Uh, I, Justin Bieber. I know I say Justin Bieber. Oh, this one is from the Presidents of the United States of America. Oh. It's a New Hampshire primary. Let's play one from them. And they're local. These are a Seattle band, Presidents USA. Here's Peaches. While we tabulate the apple scores, we'll be right back. And we'll tell you what the best apple, at least according to these uh, three. And me, I'll tabulate too what the best apple is. Here we go. Peaches for free, look out! 
Friday, KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, Joe's class, the only high school class where the lessons are taught live on the radio. And today we're learning about apples and which ones taste good. We just tried seven different Washington apples. We did not reveal which brands they were. Now we're going to go through and we're going to quickly uh, rate each one. So you guys, if it's your first place apple or second place apple or third place apple, let me know. And we're going to start with apple number one. What? How did you feel about apple number one? Any Anybody got it in first, second, or third? This it, one's my first place. Oh, really? Yes. I know you guys are hating on me. You guys really like number three, but I think that one was super juicy and it had a really sweet flavor. Um, what do you think, Kaylee? It was my number four, so it was like definitely up there. But then again, it was like number one. So I, do I remember it that well? Not really. It's all kind this, of a blur. This yeah. made it to my fifth list. I won't even lie. Okay. I, yeah. So nobody nobody had that in the top three except for I myself did. and Chloe. Yes. Chloe had it number one. number one. I had it number two. And drum roll, the uh, number apple, apple number one was the Cosmic Crisp. That was oh the Cosmic Crisp. Oh, so that's your favorite. Yeah. There you go. She, Chloe knows her apples. She came in saying that was her favorite. Cosmic Crisps are good, I, I'd say. And there it was. Okay. Apple number two. Anybody uh, anybody like apple number two? Uh, I don't no, recall it out of being very popular. That Sixth. Is, that was the gala apple, and I didn't choose that. I don't think any of us chose the gala. And you like, you know, you could have gotten a, a softer one or something, but I didn't recall that being very memorable either. Okay, apple number three, which uh, Haley, you thought maybe that was the cosmic crisp or the honey, honey crisp. crisp. Uh, who has apple number three in their rankings? It made it to my second with uh, that's my number one. A score of eight point five. 8.5 out of 10. Okay, so we've got a, a second, a first, a second, and two, two seconds and a first. Is that mm -hmm. what we've got? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's okay. So that is, uh, looks like uh, just took the lead for uh, top apple so far. And that apple number three is the Rainier apple. It's called the Rainier Honey Crisp. I knew it. What's it that apple number three. I know my Rainier. Oh, and that's what, yeah, Haley, you said that. Yeah. That tastes like a Honey Crisp, and it was. The Rainier Honey Crisp apple, apple number three. Okay, apple number four. Apple number four. Anybody like that one? It was a little, it was golden. The yellow one. Uh, this made it to my fourth place because uh, I thought there were better apples, but, you know, Four has good memories associated with it because okay. it's a good picnic Anybody apple. got it in the top three? No. no. All right. I put that as my third place apple, uh, and that's called the Aura apple, uh, and I'd never even heard of that. And it said it tastes a little like melon. I don't know if it tastes like melon, but I thought it was good. That was the little golden apple. It's a nice apple, though. All right. Apple number five. Apple number five. This is oh, my third place apple. That's my third place, too. I, I'm glad we agree on this one. Mm. It's a decent apple. It's just like. Not nothing. It was it was better than all the other ones, but just like I liked the sweetness of it. It wasn't tangy. It was just sweet, which I liked. Okay, so hold on. So we've got how do we how many thirds do we have? Me two thirds. Chloe. Two thirds. Okay. Any any uh, any vote from you, uh, Chloe, on that apple? This one's my number five. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so no. it, I, it didn't get it didn't go uh, there with me either. So um, let's see. That was uh, actually, yeah, that, no, that's not, that was good, but it didn't make my top three. Okay, that is uh, the sugar, sugar bee apple, oh. and it's got a cute little bee on there, the sugar bee apple. 
Which wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. It's a cute name. Okay, number six. We won't even spend any time here. It was red delicious. <laughs> you guys all panned it from the time you put it in your mouths and you say, yuck, this is no good. I'm curious what you said, Joe, because you were like a big proponent of the fact that it's uh, very cost efficient to buy I was a bunch ho- of that. I was hopeful because these, you asked me how much these apples were and I spared no expense. I didn't look for the sales like I do if I was shopping normally, but I think the typical apple was two forty nine a pound hmm. uh, and uh, I think the Red Delicious was 99 cents a pound <laughs> and uh, it was universally panned as being soft and flavorless. So would we all agree on that? Yep. Yes. Okay, so uh, obviously no votes for that. And then finally, number seven. Uh, what, cool. do you, what are your thoughts on number seven? First place, hand down. Down, hands down, just nine point uh, nine point two out of ten. Uh, fantastic apple. So you put it at first place. I put it at first place as well. I put it at second. And second I put it at third. Wow, this okay. is the best performing apple we have had. Yes, I think uh, I think we have a champ here. Um, and based on my votes, uh, the best tasting apple, and it was last. So I don't know what that says, um, but that was the Fuji apple. The Fuji. yeah, I knew it. Really? Yes, I would. I was thinking Fuji. I was like, this tastes mild. I'm not going to, it sounds like I'm making this up, but you know, I know, I know my apples and I've had a couple Fuji apples in my day. So, uh, I think that one was very, very familiar and I, I really liked it. So, so it looks like uh, good apple Joe, it looks like of the top three, we've got the Fuji, uh, coming out on top and then the cosmic crisp and then the, uh, Looks like the uh, Rainier Honeycrisp uh, with uh, maybe the Honeycrisps just a little bit on top. So so I guess there is something to be said for, uh, you know, these uh, hybrid apples. And they make all kinds of – I don't know if, if they make the grapple. Do you, did you guys ever try a grapple? What's a grapple? A it's a part grape. grape, part apple. That's so interesting. And, and then they yeah. have the pluots, which are part plum, part apricot. Oh, pluots oh, are yeah. amazing. They do some. Joe they do a lot of funky stuff with uh, fruit these days. You ever had a flavor grenade? I don't think That's so. It's um, it's like a light greenish kind of plum. It's it's kind of sour, but when they um, when they ripen, the sourness kind of goes away and leaves you with like this tangy sweet flavor. And they're very small. They're only about the size of like an apricot. And they're just similar to a pluot. Mm. I do like the dinosaur eggs. I think those are pluots too. So, well, it's January. There's not a lot of fresh fruit out there, but uh, the apples are good right now. And uh, by the way, those were all bought at the North End QFC uh, right here on Mercer Island. And uh, we've got lots of leftover apples. You may want an apple. You guys are probably all full now. Well, I I still have a couple left, so I'm just kind of slowly turning off my mic, snacking on one, turning it back on so you guys don't hear the crunching. Sounds good. They're kind of tasty. Well, we've got to get to class soon, but I do want to throw a couple uh, quick things out there, and then I want to play uh, Luke's uh, uh, piece on aviation. The Oscars did just come out, and uh, Best Picture, and I haven't seen many movies, but I'll run down the list and see what you guys have seen. American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and Zone of Interest are your uh, nominees for Best Picture. Any of you guys see any of those? Yeah, I saw um, Oppenheimer and Barbie. Both were very good movies. I, th- I think Barbie was really, really um, funny. It had like a lot of uh, – like it was like very conscious and kind of self-conscious movie. And Oppenheimer was just really good writing, an amazing soundtrack, and just hands down just told a really good story. One that I'm passionate about. So, and you said you saw Trolls Three too. I did see Trolls. I 3. don't know how that doesn't make Best Picture. I mean, there's no Trolls Three. I'm looking Best Actor, was, Best uh, 
Trolls Three seems to have gotten uh, seems to have gotten shunned by the voters here. I'll tell you, it was an experience, is what it was. <laughs> I'll say it was very whimsical and fast paced. Definitely a kids movie. So, uh, but everybody in my like movie group, we kind of enjoyed watching it, and mm. you know, there were there were enough jokes that. Uh, we kind of we had a good laugh. So Chloe, Haley, did you guys see any of the any of the movies? You got a favorite for uh, winning Best Picture? Haley, I know you've seen. Uh, I've seen the same as Tolly, Barbie, yeah. and Oppenheimer. I saw Oppenheimer. I did not see Barbie. Um, is Barbie to like your television yet? It probably is somewhere, or maybe yes, it's getting I close. Think so. I think so. I, I should see that. That's one of those that I think I would watch, like. In the privacy of my home, so people don't like see me at a at a at a uh, going. Look at that! There's Joe. He's he's going to see the Barbie movie. I don't know if that would. I be... don't think there's any uh, shame in that. There's no shame in that. Okay, yeah, you are enough, Joe. Well, maybe you may not understand that now, but you will. Okay, well maybe uh, maybe I'll, maybe I will uh, check out the Barbie movie. Oppenheimer was great. I mean, it's a very long movie. Um, and a very important story and local ties. It makes me want to go over there to Hanford and they've got a museum over there and see about this uh, very scary but significant time in our country's mm-hmm. history. Uh, so that's the uh, Oscars and the best actor. It's all out there. We'll have an updated newscast for you at nine o'clock with with all the rest. And I, we never did get to sports today. Um uh, Chloe, did you did you check out some sports headlines? I don't want to, you to do all the work and not get it on the radio. So if you've got some sports, we'll uh, we'll check that out real quick, and then we'll play Luke's bit, and we'll go to class. I do have some sports. You're listening to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. I'm Chloe with your sports headlines. The Kraken lost 1-3 to the Maple Leafs this past weekend. Jordan Everly, number 7, was the Kraken's only goal scorer with his seventh goal this season. Seattle currently has a four-game losing streak, but are looking to turn it around tomorrow against the Blackhawks. Awesome. 20-year-old Alabama sophomore golfer Nick Dunlap has made tour history as the youngest amateur golfer since Tiger Woods in 1996 to win on the PGA Tour. He and Burns were tied on the par-4 seventh hole after tearing off into the water, but he ended up winning on a two-hole shootout. And now on to local sports. The Mercer Island girls basketball team secured the win against the rivals, Bellevue Wolverines, 64-54 last night. In the Kinko League, the Islanders are currently second, just behind Lake Washington. This is Chloe reporting for KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, and now back to the music and conversation that spans generations. All right. Go Islanders. Uh, the the uh, Friday night, there will be a quad. We'll have the senior night for both the uh, both the uh, both teams, the boys and the girls. Make sure you come out to Ed Peppel Pavilion and check that out. We've had, got a couple good teams. I've, I've got high hopes for these guys, and uh, and make sure Fridays you listen to Crack and Max's report. He'll keep you updated on all things Kraken. And Haley, you've been working with Max. Thank you for for kind of taking on the role as his producer. And uh, what a joy that guy is, huh? Of course, he's so he's so cool. Especially as like an eighth grader, so interested in like radio stuff. Yes, Crack and Max. Max, our 14-year-old uh, uh, eighth-grade Kraken correspondent, he had one of the top executives of the Kraken on, and we'll be posting that uh, that interview online. Uh, it was on yesterday. Really, really well done. So, And speaking of uh, young uh, and up-and-coming radio talent, this is Luke Loisel, which is uh, Sophia Loisel's little brother. Luke is a freshman, and this is the first thing he has made. This is the first feature he has made, and it's going to be a regular feature, he says. It's called the Aviation Station, and it's about uh, it's about airplanes. He beat me to it. 
Yes, and Tully, you're big on planes. Oh, yeah. I think you'll enjoy this. Uh, Check out episode one of the Aviation Station. If you like it, and if you like Joe's class, let us know what you think. You can always uh, check us out on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, My email, if you ever want to just email me, I'll give you the easy one. It's GM, as in general manager, at 889thebridge.org, and uh, we love to get feedback. Okay, here we go. This is the Aviation Station, Episode 1. Welcome to the Aviation Station, a show where I, Luke Loisel, tell you about the most relevant news in the aviation industry and interesting aviation topics. Can flying ever be sustainable? In this episode, I will focus on developments in aviation that plan to change the industry's effects on the environment. This year marks 120 years since the Wright brothers successfully launched the world's first piloted engine-powered plane on a beach in North Carolina. Aviation remains one of our greatest ever innovations, but it's also linked to one of the most pressing issues of our time, climate change. The aviation sector generates around 2.5% of global carbon emissions, but when you factor in all the effects of the aviation industry, the figure is estimated to be closer to 3.5%. To help stem the effects of global warming, urgent changes are needed, but can flying become sustainable? The industry believes so and has adopted the goal of reaching net zero carbon emissions by 2050. IBA is a leading aviation company. Their net zero platform not only calculates current emissions, but predicts future ones. Using data, IBA net zero can create what-if scenarios, for example, how much CO2 would fleet renewal save. As one of the largest low-cost airlines in the world, EasyJet has a roadmap to achieve zero carbon emissions by 2050. Planes are flown as full as possible and standard operating procedures are in place to improve efficiency, including single-engine taxing to limit fuel use. Montana Airspace, who develops aircraft parts and cabin components, have set a goal of zero emission production by 2035. They are also involved in a project to develop the next generation of aircraft that are more fuel efficient and have less environmental impact. Achieving net zero by 2050 is an ambitious goal, but one the aviation industry believes they can achieve. I'm your host, Luke Loisel, and that was the Aviation Station. Awesome, Luke. Uh, great first episode. Uh, keep your uh, ears on 88.9 for more episodes of that, and keep your ears on here all the time. You can hear Eating Adventures every Wednesday day at noon Tolly's uh you didn't know this uh, uh fun little facts pops up all the time and just great stuff it is the first uh, day of a new semester so we may be a little light on the broadcast uh today and tomorrow as we adjust to our new schedules but lots more to come thank you for coming in chloe haley Tolly. i hope you enjoyed it and uh hope you liked the apples so you've already had breakfast now so uh you guys are good to go yeah, so fun. Thank All you right. for having us. Okay. Fantastic. And it is now uh, 7.59 and a half, which means I have to go take attendance for the real Joe's class. So let's get back to the music, and uh, thanks for listening. You are tuned in to KMI Mercer Island, 88.9 The Bridge.